This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. 199A fix and rule broadband win places in the omnibus. Senate Ag leaders pledge a bipartisan bill. And can conservative bill pass the House? The omnibus includes reporting 199A fixes, but Woodis was left out. Farm groups and agribusiness companies scored some big wins in the massive $1.3 trillion spending bill released last night. The House and Senate are trying to pass the bill before a stopgap spending bill expires on Friday night. The bill includes an industry-sought revision of the Section 199A tax benefit for farmer co-ops. Also in the bill is the Farm Act, which would exempt confined animal feeding operations from having to report ammonia and hydrogen sulfide emissions. Another key feature of the 2,232-page bill is a $600 million pilot project providing grants and loans to expand high-speed Internet service in rural areas. Federal grants have been a key priority for rural electric co-ops and companies that want to expand rural broadband. The top Democrat of the Senate Ag Committee, Debbie Stavidow, calls the omnibus a good bill for agriculture. Democrats claim some key victories in keeping out environmental provisions that they considered poison pills, including a rider that would have it easier and quicker for the Trump administration to replace the Obama-era waters of the U.S. rule. Senate Ag leaders pressing ahead with Farm Bill. Stabenow and Senate Ag Committee Chairman Pat Roberts are promising to move ahead with a bipartisan farm bill despite the ongoing partisan impasse in the House Agriculture Committee. Speaking at the 2018 AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit yesterday, Stabenow said she and Chairman Pat Roberts are going to do everything we can to pass a bill this year. We intend to maintain a broad bipartisan coalition to support a comprehensive bill. That's how we got it done before, she said. Roberts, also speaking at the summit, reiterated his plan to have the Senate committee act on the farm bill in April. April is key, he said. If we push this past April, then we get into extension talk, suggesting that if committee action is delayed any longer, there may be too little time left to enact a new bill this year. Roberts also said that he and Stabenow hope to pass the Senate bill with at least 70 votes, giving them a stronger hand going into negotiations with the House. Too soon to tell how GOP conservatives will handle the Farm Bill. The chairman of the House Freedom Caucus likes the way the food stamp provisions of the House Farm Bill are shaping up, but he says it's too soon to say whether GOP conservatives would give the measure the backing it needs to pass the House without Democratic support. Mark Meadows, a Republican of North Carolina, said Republicans will have to decide at some point whether to go with a conservative farm bill where you count on the vast majority of the majority to pass it. The alternative, he said, is some kind of compromise that would be more of the way we have done SNAP and other issues in the past, he said. That's referring to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Meadows added, I don't see a vote coming up anytime soon. Senators seek to retarget equip funding. A Senate Democrat and Republican are teaming up to propose changes in the type of the projects funded through the Environmental Quality Incentives Program. 
The bill being introduced by Cory Booker, a Democrat of New Jersey, and Mike Lee, a Republican of Utah, would prioritize equipped cost-share payments for projects such as the riparian forest buffers, cover crops, and for planting trees and shrubs. Payments would be reduced from 75% to 40% for projects considered lower priority, such as roads, fish ponds, stock ponds, and dams. The bill also would eliminate the program's existing 60% set-aside for livestock producers and cap equip payments at $150,000, down from the current limit of $450,000. Keep in mind, neither Booker nor Lee is on the Agriculture Committee. Their best chance of getting any changes in the Farm Bill will be through a floor amendment. South Korea to get tariff exemption. The Trump administration has agreed to give an exemption from the new steel and aluminum tariffs to South Korea, like it did with Canada and Mexico, because the U.S. is currently renegotiating a trade deal with the country. That, According to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, yesterday during a House Ways and Means Committee hearing, the news will come as a relief to the U.S. ag sector because of concerns that South Korea might seek to change parts of the trade deal with the U.S., to remove provisions that reduce tariffs on U.S. beef, grain, and other commodities. Lighthizer is negotiating now with the European Union, Australia, and Argentina about exemptions. Talks with Brazil are expected to start soon, he said. For some countries, Lighthizer did not say which ones. The tariffs will not go into effect as scheduled Friday while negotiations are underway. He said all exemption negotiations should be completed by the end of April. China retaliation, a major concern. Lighthizer also told lawmakers that the administration won't back down from imposing tariffs on China just because of its threat to block U.S. soybean exports. Lighthizer said of the threat for Chinese retaliation, it's extremely important and a real vulnerability. It's a major concern and something that we worry about. An investigation into Chinese theft of intellectual property and forced technology transfer, an effort that's expected to result in tens of billions of dollars in U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods, is almost done. And the Trump administration has solid evidence that China is breaking international agreements, a senior U.S. trade official told reporters yesterday. The Trump administration is expected to soon announce the conclusion of the investigation and unveil tariffs that the ag sector fears will result in retaliation on U.S. soybean exports. White House advisor, Kudlow will be good for ag. White House agriculture's Ray Starling used his appearance at the AgriPulse Summit yesterday to reassure U.S. agriculture that the new chairman of the National Economic Council would be a good ally for agriculture. Starling said Larry Kudlow has many of the same views as Gary Cohen, who was an advocate for U.S. agriculture on trade policy. Cohen resigned earlier this month when the president decided to impose the steel and aluminum tariffs. Well, here's today's She Said It. I was thinking of becoming a co-op myself. That Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan joking at the AgriPulse Summit about the disproportionate benefits the Section 199A deduction would provide to co-ops without the fix in the omnibus spending bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Daly.